In my last video, I spoke about seeing the invisible, doing the impossible. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, Since we consider not and look not to the visible things, uh, but rather to the invisible. So it says, because the visible, they, they are corrupting, they are fading. But the invisible is deathless and everlasting. So Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, we shall not all die we shall not all fall asleep but we shall all be changed and he says this mortal must put on immortality this corruptible must put on incorruption so so literally he goes on to say in second corinthians 5 that he doesn't want to put off the body but he prays and he longs he says that he'll be further clothed with his heavenly dwelling so to put on heavenly dwelling and it goes on to say, so that, so that what, is, what is mortal might be swallowed up by life. So I wonder if the church really believes what Jesus said when he said all things are possible. Uh, he who believes all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Uh, and now we're talking about controversial subjects like putting on immortality, not dying, taking death completely out of the equation. I want to go a little bit deeper because the church understands that kind of life doctrinally as to come or that kind of life as it's in heaven one day and I think so often we miss uh, we miss the promises we miss the benefits of the word because we we continue to postpone them for one day instead of possessing them so I'm going to share one of my all-time favorite scriptures I've seen so much results uh, by taking the scripture. Uh, John 4.35, Jesus says, Do you not say it's still four months until harvest time? Okay, so uh, according to this time period, it's still going to take four months until you get your harvest. But Jesus goes on to say, But I tell you, lift your eyes. You know, raise your eyes. Lift your eyes. Raise your eyes. Observe the fields and see it's already ripe for harvest. So according to Jesus, there is a time factor, but he doesn't want us to live according to that. He wants us to raise our eyes and see the harvest already. So Genesis 8 verse 22, the Bible says, or God says, as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and there'll be harvest. Okay, so, so right there what happened is, as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. Means that earth is subject to time. So there's a time frame for things to happen. First goes a seed and then in time, harvest comes. Alright, now if you go and you read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, uh, verse 1, very well known scripture. It says, there is a time and a season for every matter or purpose under heaven it says a time to be born a time to die a time to plant and a time for harvest all right so under heaven there is time a time and a season under heaven all right so so earth is subject to time above earth heaven there is no time okay heaven is not subject to time but on earth there is a time to be born on earth there is a time to die then he goes on to say a time to plant 
and a time for harvest. Now I want to remind you, John chapter 12, verse 24, Jesus says, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth or a seed falls into the earth and dies, it remains just one. But if it dies, it yields a rich harvest, much fruit. So Jesus came, the Bible says in the book of Galatians, at the fullness of time. He came at a time to be a seed, to be the seed. And, and, and he fell into the earth for the purpose of harvest. Okay, so he came, he appeared as man, he appeared as one of us. And, and you know, the great exchange on the cross, he took our nature, he died, he put an end to that nature and he was resurrected, the Son of God, openly designated. Um, and, and that is the harvest. So God's intention for God to love the world that he gave his only son, meaning he gave his son as a seed uh, so he could end that nature and that we could reap his nature and become sons of God, become the harvest. So 1 Corinthians 15 says, it is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Okay. So our only example of what the resurrection, resurrected body is, is Jesus. Interestingly, the day that Jesus was, was raised, first person he met, he says, he tells the woman, he says, go to my brothers and tell them what they've seen. You know, up until that time, Jesus was always called the disciples, his friends. But as soon as he was raised, uh, he called them his brothers. So remember now, Jesus wants us to see the harvest. So Jesus didn't die as a seed to produce more seed. He died to produce the harvest. So we have to take on the harvest. Now I was reading John 11, a story about Lazarus when, he, when he's raised from the dead. So Mary and Martha sent a messenger out to Jesus to, to tell him that Lazarus was, was ill, was sick. And Jesus responds, I think it's verse 4, he says, This sickness is not to end in death, but on the contrary, it is to promote the glory of God. Okay, now remember what we said, 2 Corinthians 4, we look to the invisible because the, the visible, uh, it's fading away, it is corrupting, but the invisible is deathless and everlasting. So then it goes on to say, next verse, Jesus loved him so much, so he stayed on another two days. So by the time that Jesus got there, Lazarus was dead for four days already. Now I believe it was T.L. Osborne who said, even if Jesus is four days late, he's still on time. All right. But now Martha comes to him, he says, Lord, if you were here, my brother would not have died. Okay. So, so she goes on to say, but even now, I know that whatever you ask God, he will give it to you. So Martha came to Jesus in expectation for a miracle to happen now. Now, Jesus' response was not the response that she was looking at, uh, looking for, because he said, your brother will rise again. This disappointed her because of the doctrine she believed or the, the doctrines he was taught. If you go read uh, John chapter 6 verse 40, 
Jesus said that it is the Father's will that whoever believes in the Son will have everlasting life. And he says, and I will raise him up at the last day. So back to John 11, uh, when Jesus said, your brother will rise again, she was disappointed. He said, I know he will rise on the last day. Now this is uh, the doctrine of the church concerning uh, the message of, of life, concerning immortality, you know, the promise, the hope that we have. So, so he says, your brother will rise again. Martha replies, I know you'll rise on the last day, but here's where I get excited because Jesus' response was, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, although he dies, he will live. And whoever continues to live and believe in me will never die at all. And he asks the question, do you believe this? So now the issue is time. Like I said, seed time and harvest. Harvest is the resurrection. Okay, so she says, I know you'll rise at harvest time. Remember what Jesus said, you say it's still four months, but I tell you, raise your eyes, see the harvest. Jesus stands in front of him and says, yes, there's the resurrection. Yes, there's the last day. Your doctrine might, might say so, you know, um, but he says, hey, I am the resurrection. Now, I am is present, is now, is, is his power and ability now. I am the resurrection. I am the whole time frame. So if you go to Revelation chapter 1 verse 8, he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, okay, the beginning and the end, which is, which was, and is to come. So is the time frame. Now remember, earth has a time frame. So is, was, and is to come. Uh, everything that Jesus was, right now I'm standing here, 2,000 years ago, Jesus was crucified. I know He is seated right now at the right hand of God. And I know He is to come. This is time frames. But then He says, I am. So I am is in heaven where there is no time. And it's always present power now. Earth, seed time and harvest. He who believes, he who believes, although he dies, he will live. Okay, and he who continues to live and believe will never die at all. I'll ask you the question again, is all things possible or not? Okay, so right now, at this present moment, all things are possible. Alright, why? Because I am the resurrection. I am the life. So do you realize that Martha had a good doctrine to excuse herself from receiving the miracle? Right there, Jesus is present. Okay, but her doctrine, he will rise on the last day, could be her excuse why he should not get the miracle. I think we, we, can, we can excuse ourselves from miracles, from our doctrines. So fast forward to verse 39. Jesus says, take away the stone. Now when Jesus said, take away the stone, Martha said, by this time he stinks already. Okay, so that's experience. So experience will we'll also excuse you from receiving a miracle because you already know what's impossible. You already know what's impossible doctrinally and you already know what's impossible uh, by experience. But Jesus' response, he said, Did I not tell you 
that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. How I many you guys know that, that seeing is not believing? Believing is seeing. If we can believe, we will see the glory of God. Then one of the most awesome parts in the story, the Bible says, Jesus lifted up his eyes, looked to heaven, and he said, Father, thank you that you have heard me. All right, how awesome is that? Jesus tells us, lift your eyes, see the harvest. So when Jesus lifted up his eyes, he looked away from the time frame. He looked away how things are supposed to work, see time, harvest, and he saw the harvest. And then he, it's the Bible says he shouted, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible says that out came Lazarus, the man who was dead for four days. I love what, um, I think it was Kenneth Copeland, uh, he said, I believe it was him, he said, if Jesus did not say Lazarus, he would have emptied out the whole graveyard, but he had to specify. So uh, yeah, Lazarus came forth. John 5, Jesus said, I tell you, a time is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and they will live. Uh, you know, Hebrews 12 says, now faith is. There is a time and it's always now, okay? Now, I am, a present time, now, when the dead will hear the voice of God. But he says, a time is coming, so there is an appointed time. But there's another time and it's now. And by faith, we can access now. By faith, we can walk into things before, uh, before it's appointed time. So Romans 6 verse 13, he tells us to live like you've already been raised from the dead. To believe like you've already been raised from the dead. Uh, uh, Ephesians 2 verse 6 says you've been raised in heaven. Uh, Philippians chapter 3 says our conversation is in heaven. So many only have faith to go to heaven. Okay, But there has to be a generation that has faith to manifest heaven, to manifest that life. To, to think with God's thoughts, to think with the mind of Christ um, and literally rule. How else can miracle signs and wonders uh, make sense? Healings, heal the sick, raise the dead. We have to take on a different mentality. So Jesus said, do you not say it's still four months until harvest time? But I tell you, lift your eyes. Raise your eyes, observe the fields and see it's already harvest time.